doesn't take a lot of money. It's one of the biggest myths out there with financial literacy is that, oh, I need all this money, hundreds of dollars to get started. Absolutely not. Start where you are. I don't care if you start compounding 50 cents. It's that example. All right, welcome to yet another episode of the Empowerment Perspective Podcast. I go by the name of Dr. Demiso A. Josie. This is a special edition. Um, this one here is near and dear to my heart because I'm diving into the area of financial literacy, specifically in young people. And I have an amazing guest on today that's going to, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, but as a parent, if you really think about your position um, in terms of financial literacy, like how many of us really know how to make a budget? How many of us get anxiety when we talk about finances? How many of us know about the stock market? How many of us know how to set up a bank account for that matter? Um, and if we don't know that as adults, how are we going to be able to prepare our children to be able to be financially stable and have some financial power. I know I'm doing some things with my daughter and I'm going to share daughters that I'm going to share on this podcast, but I want to introduce to you guys. Um, we have a mutual friend. He's a business teacher, I believe in Burlington County um, Institute yes. of Technology. Um, I believe he's a band member. I have a whole bunch of hidden secrets. I'm going to release on him on this podcast, but Gil, welcome to the show. How are you doing, sir? Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Josie. Great to be here. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I appreciate it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, so what we do here on the Empowerment Perspective, we always start with the first question of why. Why is this work important? What kind of led you to this particular position? Sure, sure, of course, of course. Uh, so I got into teaching accidentally, actually. Um, I'm a CTE teacher, which means um, I work in the vocational area, and I did not go to school to be a teacher. I went to school for communications, actually. Um, and I know, is I, I saw your bio. Yes, yes exactly, <laughs> exactly. Radio, TV, media. Yes, there. sir. But, um, excuse me. But yeah, my uh, career path has been rather roundabout. A lot of, uh, most of my background is in sales and finance. I uh, worked at the Internal Revenue Service for a bit. And so I was, I was that guy. I was that guy. <laughs> so former, former, former. Uh, but in case, um, you know, I you know, worked in, you know, all these different corporate areas, and I was never quite fulfilled in what I did, and my best friend, my best friend since fourth grade, uh, Calvin Spencer, he, he told me, you should try teaching, and I was like, man, you're crazy, I'm not, nah, I'm, I'm not dealing with the kids, definitely not dealing with the parents, nope, not doing it, not doing it, this went on for about 10 years, right, so fast forward, uh, had a chance encounter with the teacher, um, at a at a local at a local winery, she was talking about her kids, what she taught at, and how there really were no black male educators. Mm. She was, you know, she's like, you know, I'm doing the job, it's great, but you know, someone like you, if you're in, you know, interested in teaching, she was like, we need you. And I was like, huh. And that kind of lit a spark in me. That that was, I was like, I thought about all these years. You know, my friend was telling me to do it. And then COVID happened and like everyone else, I was like, let's try something new. Let's try something new. Mm -hmm. So dove in as a substitute, went in there, got beat up a little bit, made every mistake in the book. Um, I am forever grateful for them for not firing me because I was horrible. <laughs> uh, but, but I loved it. I fell in love with teaching, loved working with the kids um, and the 
and also just the school environment, the parents as well, uh, just loved everything about it. And, but what led me to teaching with, um, with business is that the one part of all of my jobs that I always loved was either helping customers and showing them something like, okay, uh, here's, because people will call like, what's an option? I have these options. I don't know what to do with them. All right, well, here's where an option is. Here's how it works, et cetera. That was always the best part of my job, even at the mm -hmm. IRS. Well, if you want to make sure you don't have the same problem next year, here's what you do. I love that part. So when it dawned on me that I could put these two things together, it was like a light bulb moment. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I never thought of it before, but I was mm -hmm. like, oh. So things fell into place, and that led me to my current position, and I've been there for about two years now, and absolutely love it. it it's they, it's it's a cliche because it's true. They say when you do something that you love, you never work a day in your life. Not saying that it's not hard. Oh, please, yeah, no, not mm -hmm. saying that. But it's just that every morning I get up and I look forward to what I do because I'm passionate about it. Like this is something that I live and breathe and I love it every single day. So. It seemed like you had the perfect marriage of a skill set and your passion. And when those right. two things meet, it's magic happens, right? And then yes. you like, yes. you know, you're, every day is kind of just like you're like living this, this, this dream that you always wanted to do. And it's just, you know, we implore people all the time with the Empowerment Respective Group to not only develop your skill set, but to also find that passion. Because at the end of the day, that intersection is, is you're going to find your why and your reason why and your purpose of what you're, you're yes. meant to do every single day. Um, so being a black male in education, we want to go mm -hmm. dive into financial literacy and why it's important for um, minority students, young minority students to understand financial literacy. Like, why is that important? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. So as I, as I tell my students, you can, without a proper economic base, nothing else really matters. Right. If you can't build a good economic base within the community, or at least for yourself, you're always going to be beholden to someone else for something. Mm. If we think about um, other, excuse me, other ethnicities or other cultures that do have strong economic bases, uh, not to say they don't have problems, but they don't always have the same problems in the, as the African-American community does or those problems can be mitigated because you have already have a strong economic base to fall back on. Um, also financial literacy to me is, it, it's one of these civil rights topics of the 21st century. Hmm. I mean, to me that it's, it's, the, la it's the last piece. It, hmm. really, it really is the last piece. Um, and you know, now with so many things being open, and not having laws on the books to uh, to actually hold you, uh, you know, from doing things. Now, now is now's the time. Now's the time. Right. Um, it's it's just so vitally important. Uh, whether or not you, you know, whether or not anybody likes it, we live in a capitalist society. We live in a consumer society, and your fortune, whether you know you rise or fall, is going to really be based on how savvy of a consumer you can be, all right? Or if you can even become a business owner, which is even better mm -hmm. to me, but that's not for everybody, of course. So what I tell my students is that 
you know, even if you don't want to become an entrepreneur, at least have an entrepreneurial mindset. Know right. what these things are so that you don't get taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. So, yes. You said something about, you know, the it really being a civil rights issue. And, and, um, mm-hmm. and it got me thinking, because I've had this argument several times with people about the basis of why people, I'm just going to say disagree without getting okay. so, so deep mm-hmm. in, into this. Um, <laughs> we, that'll be another whole entire podcast. Right, and my right. whole, my whole um, thinking is everything is based upon the economics and protecting that root, you know, that, that foundation of economics. I'm not going to let you come into my house and, and, and destroy my bank account and all these things without me putting up a fight. Some, a lot of times that fight is psychological, you know, it's mm-hmm. racial, there's a lot of those things, but having that economic base is power, you know, then yes. you break it down on a very small level within your family. I mean, it's the way you feed your family is mm-hmm. based upon those economics. So um, getting young people to realize this early um, and getting them to realize how to um, gain money and, and capital in a legal way and being mm-hmm. able to understand how to play the game because it is a big, massive game and there's different ways and a lot of moving parts and pieces to it. So how? let's take it from the beginning. I'm okay. a parent. I have a child. Let's say they're 13, 14 years old. What can mm-hmm. I do as a parent right now to, to get my child to become financially literate? Sure. So the first thing you want to do as, as a parent or even as an educator is to you have to show them all right it's not enough just to just to tell them mm-hmm. all right so in, in my book for example I, I go into that's one of the first stories I've always told hey listen make sure you have good credit but I was never I didn't know what that actually looked like so if you have a young child for example it can be something as simple and actually um, your student Connor Chu uh, brought this up and I love it but it, but it's true you have to let them know how important delayed gratification is. Mm. That's where it all starts, delayed gratification. So it's like, okay, if you have $5, right? Show them the power of money. If you have five, if I give you $5 now, you have a choice. You can either spend it now, in which case you have nothing, or you can wait until I give you another $5. Well, now you have 10. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Let it grow. All right. Then if you want to, you can really show them what's powerful and show them the power of compounding. Mm-hmm. All right. So now you say, okay, well, let's say I give you $5 and then it's going to compound and off of that, I'm going to give you another dollar. So now you have $6. Well, off of that $6, now I'm going to give you another $6. Now you have $12. All right. Now I'm going to give you another $12. They're going to be amazed by how, it's like, wait a minute, I have, I started with five. Right. Now I got 24, like in two weeks. What, what's going on? And, and that's the, the, right. And you have to show them that, but also let them know how important it is for delay. Like, don't spend this all now. Right. Wait until you can either grow into something else or something that you really, really want, but just don't, just don't blow it. So I would say- okay. Start there. Just give them examples. Just give them examples. Right. So that's a really interesting concept because I'm thinking about my own daughters. Um, they actually have their own portfolios. I'm teaching them oh. how to, to you know, uh, 
buy stocks and sell stocks and what the yes. stock market looks like, right? So this concept of compounding, um, I mm -hmm. start very, I started very small, like twenty five dollars. I have two children a piece mm -hmm. came out of my check, and I just put it into you know their little portfolio thing. I mean, and at first I started building it on my own. They were real young before they even understood what was going on. But then I get down to the point now, I have them thinking about products that not only do they use, but given the time and days, for example, um, COVID's happening, the pandemic's happening, but it, we were at the time where it was like things were loosening up. So I asked my mm -hmm. daughter, I said, well, what makes sense for you to buy right now? And she went to makeup. And I said, why did you go to makeup? She said, because people were going to start leaving their house and they're going to want to put on makeup. So she bought stock in Ulta, but she nice. understood and saw that $25 turn into thousands of dollars, you know, just by making smart decisions and move. it didn't take a lot of money to get to yeah. that particular point. But the key point is too, is it's also teaching them how to save, right? And not, right. Touch it, you know, right. so it's important yes. for that to happen. Um, they do have some disposable income, like a little, you know, allowance here and there. That's the stuff that they can, you know, go to the candy store and buy stuff with. But I think it's important mm -hmm. for them to also see that there's a long game here that you have to, to, to instill in, in, in them. Um, so that's really, really important. Um, it, it is. Right. And I like that. I like that um, you have them, uh, that they're conscious of trends as well. Mm -hmm. So, and the other thing you said um, that was really important is that it doesn't take a lot of money. It's one of the biggest myths out there with financial literacy is that, oh, I need this, all this money, hundreds of dollars to get started absolutely not just mm -hmm. start where you are i don't care if you start compounding with 50 cents it's that example mm -hmm. all right it's that example that's important so mm -hmm. yeah, you don't yeah you don't need to start big you can start investing with like what 25 dollars you, you spend it on you spend more i i actually calculated for my kids i showed them you literally spend more on fast food per week mm -hmm. than what it takes to start investing yeah whenever you just don't eat fast food for one week you have your you have your seed money. Mm -hmm. And for those parents out there, E trades out there, Acorns mm -hmm. is something that I also use too. Um, that they're Robin Hood. Yep, Robin Hood, all those things, and just just start you know educate yourself as long as right. along with your children. I mean, it doesn't mm -hmm. you know it's not that difficult um, to to get started as we mentioned um, mm -hmm. as no, well. No, no. What you also start to see is my kids are starting to see well how can I start to generate more money. So mm -hmm. now it's like, well, I need a job. I want to go do this. I want to do that. So now they have the idea of saving and, grat and you know, delayed gratification. Now they know that I need to start putting this money in these different places, but I need to figure out how to gain capital. So with that, right. becomes a powerful piece. So once you get them to understand money, where it comes mm -hmm. from and how to operate it, now they're going to start well saying, well, I need to get some money so that I can build my portfolio or whatever the case may be. Have you, gotten the ta have you gotten the taxes yet? Not yet. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. I'm I'm doing a unit now on on taxes, and that's another way I kind of uh, got into education. I, I did a, um, a a thing for a uh, charter school in Philadelphia a long time ago before I started teaching, and I was amazed at how engaged the kids were about it because these were seniors and they were mm -hmm. already working. And same thing with my kids. Uh, like right now, the group. Uh, that I'm teaching are sophomores and juniors. And I told them about FICA tax. And they're like, what? What? You know, who's taking my money? Who's FICA? And where are they going with my money? I mean, it's like, what? 
So what I tell them, I tell everybody is, is that, you know, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. So that's why I asked if you're talking about taxes yet, because they can, they'll be excited to make the money, but they got to know about that other side too. Right. So, that's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> um, we can talk off air, but I have a, a program uh, for financial literacy for it that does exactly um, talk about taxes for young people as well. I just haven't talked okay. to my own daughters about it um, at this particular point. Um, All right. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, I guess once I say you, you get your $25 and you get your kids, get their bank accounts up a little bit, what are some other things mm. that they can do to, to where should they be putting their money? Let's say other than stocks and, 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 and those things, where are some other areas that these um, parents can move, help their children move their money to? Sure. Sure. So it can be stocks. Um, if they don't want to do stocks, they can open up a uh, simple, what they call custodial account. So it's in the parent's name. All right, you ultimately control it, but it's for the child. Okay, so you could talk to your bank about that. They'll be more than happy to go ahead and and set and set that up for you. Mm -hmm. uh, so it can be that. Uh, you can even set up a retirement fund for them. All right, just anything that's going to be you know making them money basically. Mm -hmm. um, there's all kinds of investment tools out there. Uh, there's even crypto. Maybe your kids want to do that. You can put a little bit into that just so they can see how it works. Yeah, just a little bit. A little bit. Go, yeah, I wouldn't go wild. Yeah. I wouldn't go wild. Um, but there's uh, certificates of deposit. Hmm. You know, so it's like, all right, here's how this is going to grow. There's bonds. Um, good old bonds. We probably remember the old days where you got the actual certificates. Maybe your aunt or grand, you know, auntie or grandparent like gave you this bond that you got to keep and hold on to. Um, but you know, teaching your kids about about things like that. And if as a parent you don't, a lot of parents don't teach your kids these things because they simply don't know themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think one of the first steps is as a parent, if you don't know about these things yourself, is to get educated yourself on, on this. That's, that's why people like me, or I, have, I have a whole entire company, Orion Consulting, that's part of what we do. All right. So I'm designing programs now for adult financial literacy as well. You know, since I already, I told, I tell my kids, like, listen, you're getting it for free because you know, so you should appreciate this. You're getting it for free. The adults got to pay. So <laughs> sure. but, but it's, a, it's a way to do that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a way to do that, though. So. The important step, though, for parents, anybody that's out there, and I say this during my speeches all the time, I say, well, I like vanilla ice cream. I said, you know how I figured out that I like vanilla ice cream? I tried it. At the end of the day, right, you know, you want to learn about these things, try them. You know, you can yeah. safely do it. Like we said, $25 is not going to mm -hmm. make or break you. So use that $25 to learn and, you know, watch it grow yourself so that you can empower your children. I wish that when I was growing up, my parents gave me this information because I would be a lot richer. <laughs> than I oh, yeah. Well, well, again, that's why I say it's such an important topic. It's, you know, one of the most important topics of the 21st century, definitely uh, one of the most important civil rights topics of the 21st century. All right, so now you're in education, but you, you're, mm -hmm. you're starting to break this, this barrier down. Um, why do you think that financial literacy really isn't a part of the curriculum in, in, in this American educational system? We're starting to see it a little bit. But why right. is it a big topic? Like, that should have been, like, one of the number one things that is in education. Right. I hear it all the time. Like you see it, like if you're on Facebook, whatever, it's like, oh, I'm not going to use trigonometry. They should have taught me how to do taxes or da, da, da. Um, that's a good question. Being new to education, I think I have a unique perspective. And I just think that 
so many schools get so caught up in the um, just trying to get by with whatever is already mandated by the state, mm. right? So they're just trying to get through what they get through and not really think long term about those sort of things. All right. So whatever has been mandated, that's what they're trying to do. All right. We have these goals to meet, et cetera, et cetera, but not really seeing the big picture. I think like almost any industry, especially when you get into um, any sort of government industry, like like education, mm -hmm. is, is that it's really easy to lose focus of what's good for the long term. Mm -hmm. It can be very, and that's just my outside view. I'm sure there are educators who be like, this man, that's what he's talking about. But, you know, but I'm just saying, I'm from my outside view of someone who, you know, as, and I'm a parent as well, you know, as someone from the outside who's seeing these things and also listening to other, other, uh, other parents, other students, the kids want this too. Right. You know, the, the, the kids want this too. How awesome would it be that mm -hmm. every school right now basically has a Chromebook, right? Because mm -hmm. of the, the pandemic, there was money to buy a Chromebook. How awesome mm -hmm. would it be to take, let's say some middle schoolers and say, you all have to do these financial literacy classes. Everybody's getting $50 to put into whatever portfolio. We're gonna learn about portfolios and stocks right now. Get 50 bucks and we're gonna teach you how to to work the stock market and, and learn about savings and all those things. Like to me, that's more of a practical, real life thing that could easily happen. Um, but for, for whatever reason, I know the state of New Jersey does have it in the standards for middle schools that you have to have financial mm -hmm. literacy, um, but it's kind of vague and, you know, loose and it's not as concrete. Well, if, if you don't mind me saying, um, having the entrepreneurial mindset that I do, <laughs> sorry, that's my shirt. <laughs> All right, so I'll show you. I'll show you later. Um, but what I did, so I, I saw that. All right, and so I asked, I asked my kids. You know, I'm like, listen, oh, what, tell me what's going on. Did you get this? And so I asked them. I was like, so the state of New Jersey, I know, mandates financial literacy. So I was like, well, tell me about it. And so to go back to your original question, I think part of the issue is that there aren't people that know how to do it. Mm. And as you probably know from working with people in empowerment and growth or having a growth mindset or not having a growth mindset, many people are very, very afraid to step on a ledge where they don't feel confident in that. And the other problem is that most people who do work in this space, honestly, they make a lot more money in the, the corporate world than they do in education. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get business and CTE teachers in. It's mm -hmm. hard to get that kind of knowledge base in there. So usually what winds up happening is that it goes to either the math teacher. I know sometimes it's gym teachers that teach it. Why? I don't know, but that's what it is. Um, you know, so they do the best they can. They mm -hmm. do the best, the best they can. But think about it. If you're a math teacher, you already have all these other things that you are mandated to teach. And you have to stick this in somewhere. You don't have time for all the little nuances and questions that the that the kids may have or do things like I do where I have them fill out a mortgage application, mm -hmm. you know, and then the other side of that is making it when you do teach it, making sure it's culturally relevant. Mm -hmm. So if you don't mind me doing so, 
I actually just finished a book on that. It's called uh, Culturally Relevant Financial Literacy, a guide for educators. Um, I'll be launching on May 18th. However, it is available on Kindle right now. And that's part of what I, that's part of what the book is about is actually giving educators like, okay, well, here's why financial literacy is important to teach. And if you're going to teach it, here's how to teach it so that all of your kids get it. Because I think that's the other thing too. Think, think about, think about this, right? Especially for, uh, and it can be anywhere. It can be rural. It could be inner city, whatever. But if you're a kid, if you go by the, how financial literacy is taught right now, all right, which is kind of general. And you're a kid where you don't live in an area where there are any banks and, and, or the people in your household don't use banks. I'm going to come to you talking about debit cards and credit cards and how important banking is. Why? Right. It makes no sense to them. Also, there are kids who um, wealth for the sake of wealth has, that's not part of their culture. Mm -hmm. All right. That that scene is kind of gaudy. But if you tell them, here's here's why you want to be financially literate and build wealth for yourself, because it can help your family, because it can help your neighborhood. It can help your family back in, you know, back in whatever whatever country you may have come from. Mm -hmm. Now that's like, okay, well, now I can get with that. All right. So that's part of it, too, is making sure that it's culturally relevant. Yeah, and it's important. So, right, right, definitely, definitely. Yeah, so. I think the next level, which is probably another podcast, because I always say obtaining money is actually the easy part. Keeping mm-hmm. it is the hard part. Oh, yeah. So that's kind oh, of yeah. going to be part B of a podcast later down the road. <laughs> uh, how to oh, yeah. keep your money um, and not, you know, waste it and spend it on frivolous yeah. things. and <laughs> Budgeting. And, yeah. Well the, well, the other side, too, is that with financial literacy, I can do this all night. Sorry, I'm a talker. Um, the other side of financial literacy too is mindset, especially for kids. Mm. You have to have the right mindset. If you don't believe that it's something you can do, if that seems so far off and far away, it's not. It's not going to. It's not going to stick. You're not mm-hmm. going to see that it's important for you at all. Um, if you don't have the mindset or can build or build the mindset of why saving and budgeting are important it's not gonna it's not gonna do anything for you so yes that mindset part of things as well absolutely and uh, the the words poverty mindset is is dangling in my head and how to move out of having that poverty mindset into a more growth and and fruitful mindset that might be a book i might be writing in the near future Uh, but also Awesome. So we're going to transition right now to teachers' lounge because we could talk about this all day, but we're going to. Oh all, yeah! Oh yeah! We can. We're going to transition I was, here. I was, I was getting warmed up. Okay. I, I right. know. I know. I got to. <laughs> I got to dangle the carrot a little bit, make it want to come yeah, back. I you know. know, I know. Part sorry, B. sorry. 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 <laughs> all right. All right. Very good. Very good. I'm all about Part B. All about. Part awesome, B, awesome. Awesome. All right. All right. So in the teachers' lounge, the teachers' lounge in school, you, you work there. You you know they go there to gossip. They you know they eat other people's lunch. There's it's playtime for <laughs> teachers for the most part. So we like to have a little bit of fun here um, on right, the right. Comment Perspective podcast. And I'm going to ask, we're going to play a game called This or That. I'm going to give you a choice between one or another thing. You got to pick one and you got to tell me why you picked that one thing. So we'll okay. start off really easy with for you. Hot or cold? Hot. Why? Hot because 
I read somewhere once, I forget where it was, but you should have at least one hot meal a day. Mm -hmm. At least one hot meal a day. That's always stuck with me. And think about it. Most things that are really like comforting to us, they're warm or hot foods. I like it. I like it. Road bike or mountain bike? Oh, yeah. That's a tough one. <laughs> Let's see. Well, right now I ride a road bike. I want to try mountain biking, but I, I'm going to go with road bike for right now. Um, my goal is to do a century in September. A century is 100 miles in one day. So, we, are you a cyclist as well? Absolutely. I just bought a track. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm looking at a, uh, I'm looking at a Roubaix. So, okay. You know. Okay. And yeah, I did yeah, the yeah. Uh, Cancer Society, 66 miles, one from Philadelphia, Atlantic City, about to gear up again in, oh. in June to do it. So yeah. We, nice. It, yeah, for oh, sure. We got, we got to talk offline. Um, I'm part of the Major Taylor uh, Cycling Club as well. You should definitely come out and ride with us sometime. Hey, so, yeah, do we'll it. Talk. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. All right. This one's music related. Love it. B.B. King or Muddy Waters? Ooh. Ooh. Oh. I, I feel my ancestors pulling on me. I feel it. Uh, let's see. I'm going to have to say Muddy Waters. Mm. Uh, it's a tough one. I'm going to say what you, you just, King, I mean, no disrespect to B.B. King at all, but Muddy Waters, he had, it, it gets you like right here. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like blues, blues. Mm -hmm. Muddy, that's, that's just that deep down Delta, just like back of a lounge. Yeah. You know, lose uh -huh. I, that's that's heartfelt right there so i got i gotta go with my worst i'm gonna ride with you on that one i i okay. that one as well right, i didn't think right. you were gonna go that way but i was like i'm, I'm glad <laughs> this one's a tough Very one mm. this one everyone stumbles upon this one actually the last two was really ones that people stumble upon this one's still music related okay let's assume that all music in the world is going to be destroyed Oh no. You can bring three albums. What oh. three albums would you bring to, I guess, rewrite music and that all music from there will be based off of? Wow. If you don't like the albums, we can go artists. Okay, we can go artists. Mm -hmm. Okay, we can go artists. All right. Okay, that makes it a little bit easier because I was like, I'm gonna get back to you next week on that one. Because <laughs> seriously, I, there's too much music, kinds of music that I like to just three art. Well, okay, one would definitely be Prince. Okay, definitely Prince. That that's that's that, that's definitely one because he covers basically all genres, and I can always find something of his that that I enjoy. So makes sense. so definitely Prince. Mm. I got two more. Yes. Uh, two more. I can stretch it out to five if you want to make it a little easier. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Pink Floyd. Big Pink Floyd. Fan. Okay. Love Pink Floyd. Yeah, I'm 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 a rock guy. I like I like rock as well. So definitely Pink Floyd. They're in there. Uh let's see. I have them up on my wall. So Stevie Wonder. Okay. Stevie Wonder is in there. Uh, let's see who else. Jimi Hendrix. I knew you were going there. I had a feeling. Jimmy I thought Hendrix. you were going to go yeah. there before Stevie, but I had. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. No, Jimmy. I can listen to him literally all. Actually, I have literally listened to him all day long, 
all day long, all day long. I'm gonna stop it at four. I'm gonna say yeah, those, those, okay. are, those are my four. I'm gonna stop it at four. I'm gonna stop it. Last one. Okay. Loyalty or respect? Oh, mm. loyalty. I'll say loyalty because if you have loyalty, that means you already have that person's respect. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Gil, I definitely appreciate your time today. We definitely got to do this again. We're definitely going to talk yes. off air too because we have a lot of similar interests as well. I'm into music, more hip hop side, but uh, those okay. things. Um, but the cycling for sure. We definitely got to talk yes. about that, and uh, you know, some things with financial literacy as well. Um, okay. As far as how can people get in contact with you and your your organization that you have? Sure, sure, of course. So I am on Facebook. Um, at Orion Consulting LLC. Um, also, you can find me on, I have my website, so orionconsulting.info. All right, you can reach me there. And then also on Instagram, Orion Consulting LLC. So. And at this time, we like I like to give our guests the last words. So any last words of encouragement for our mostly educators and everybody else that live or that's listening to us, we like to close with our guests uh, giving some some last words. Sure, sure. So last words, I would say, um, connect with your students. Listen to your listen to your students. That that would, that would be the absolute thing. Listen listen to your students. They have a lot to say and a lot to offer if you're only open to listen to them so awesome awesome again Gil thank you so much for our audience sure. out there and everyone that's listening uh, make sure that you dive into this world of financial literacy not only for yourself but also for if you have children or if you have people young people that you care for make sure that they get this information information is power wealth is power in order for us to to build a stronger community we have to have an economic base a solid economic base teach your kids the importance of money and how to move money how to grow money how to obtain it um and then on the b side we're going to come back on how you can actually keep the money that you <laughs> that you are making so uh, make sure you do right. that um this is a special edition empowerment perspective group that's going to end our season number seven and we're going to be moving on to season eight in the summertime um we also going in the process of rebranding so be on the lookout for the empowerment perspective group rebranded for uh early september we'll get back out there on the road so since you know things are opening up a little bit more because i miss y'all i need to be face to face with people i can't keep doing this computer stuff but um so until next time everybody stay empowered